You're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Now my very special guest with us is Dr. Pranik James. You know her well. The Hair Radio Morning Show would like to welcome back Dr. Pranik James. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, Carrie. Thank you very much for having me on again. I feel like I'm back home. (laughs) You are. You're amongst (laughs) family here. Well, listen, I just wanted to say, first of all, it is our honor to have you on. I mean, you are the noted trichologist out there uh, amongst so many things, uh, just that you're doing these days. But we we go back a little bit. I want to say it's been a while. Yes. Yes. Now, Dr. Pranik James, I want to say that I remember you, uh, you know, you were part of the How to Get Rich in the Hair Business book um, several years ago. It's been several years at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. But let's talk about your career. Now, um, with trichology, that's a big thing out there. We always have to tell folks because not everyone is still, even at this time, uh, as familiar with uh, what trichology is all about. So let's start at the beginning. Tell everybody a little bit about what trichology is all about. Absolutely. Uh, Trichology is the study of the hair and the scalp. Um, I work very closely with women, I'm sorry, men, women, and children suffering from various hair and scalp disorders, hair loss, or just in general trying to get their hair to a healthy state. So I actually take a holistic approach to overall hair health. I see. And what what does that uh, approach include? Because when you say a holistic approach, uh, what does that mean? A holistic approach. I'm also a naturopathic doctor, um, and we take, again, the holistic approach meaning I take um, approach from the body system. Um, our body has 12 different systems, so normally when someone comes in for hair loss, um, I normally what I do is do a body scan, and what that does is it tells me exactly what body systems are out of range. So, for example, a lot of my women that come in, they have um, their their glandular system is out of range. Now, the glandular system is the system that houses their adrenal glands. That's the system that helps them to sleep. That's the system that um, uh, consists of, you know, the menopause issues stem from that particular system, a lot of your autoimmune issues. So if that system is out of range, of course, it's going to reflect in the hair. Um, So that's what, what I like to do. We get to the culprit of what's actually going on versus just topically treating. Um, So about a 97% of my patients that I treat have a nutritional deficiency, which, of course, is the major contributing factor to the hair loss. So by getting to that culprit, uh, we're going to prevent them from, you know, spinning their wheels. Just like if someone has a circulatory system, you probably say, what does that have to do with hair loss? It has a lot to do with it because if the circulatory system is out of range, then it's going to reflect in the hair because the blood, you know, of course, the uh, circulatory system controls the blood. And if there is a blockage or inflammation in the body, the blood is flowing to the papilla. The papilla is what feeds the actual hair follicle. So, again, if there is a blockage, then, of course, that's going to block the hair growth and cause, you know, hair loss, et cetera. So, uh, huge, you know, our body systems, that's a, you know, like I said, if it's something that's out of range, then it's going to reflect in the hair. Our hair is the barometer of our health. So pretty much if you have some type of, you know, a major health condition or if something is out of range, it's going to reflect in the hair first. And what did you say was that 97% uh, in terms of uh, some kind of diet deficiency, if you will? 
that's oh, absolutely. About 97% of the patients I treat have a nutritional deficiency, which, of course, contributes to the hair loss. This is, you know, just like if someone starts a diet, they may say, okay, Dr. James, I'm starting a new diet, you know, for the better I'm trying to lose weight. You know, um, if you're starting a new diet, whether good or bad, you know, for the better or the, you know, the worse, it's going to reflect in the hair because that's going to throw off your whole, your hormonal system, you know, your hormones. So if the hormones are out of range, then, of course, that's going to throw the glandular system out of range, which will reflect in the hair. So a balanced diet, you know, um, balanced hair care regimen, um, you know, eating a balanced meal, et cetera, making sure that you're getting your supplements in, et cetera, is major in achieving healthy hair because healthy hair is basic. So if the body is healthy, then the hair is going to be healthy. That's hard, though, to to just uh, to get to that. That's why it's so important to have a, a great relationship with your stylist and a, and a trichologist. Do folks need both? Um, I would say if the the customer, say for instance, someone came came into the hairstylist, and the hairstylist saw that the client was suffering from hair loss, then of course I would say yes. Uh, I would I would recommend them referring them to a trichologist. A lot of times when clients come in and they're experiencing hair loss or dandruff, you know, excessively or silverate dermatitis or any other, you know, psoriasis, any other type of um, scalp condition, normally the hairstylist would refer their client to a dermatologist. And, you know, not saying that a dermatologist can't help. Everyone has their place. But when they're sent to a dermatologist, dermatologist pretty much derma means skin, uh, trick means hair. So if you send your customer to a, a dermatologist, pretty much they're going to recommend more so a synthetic approach, you know, cortisone injections, topical treatments, and solutions wherein they're not getting to the culprit of what's going on. They're just pretty much pacifying the problem. When you're dealing with hair loss issues, first you have to go in and stop the hemorrhaging. You know, I'm just kind of using an analogy here. But you have to, if you go in an emergency room, they can't operate on you until you stop the issue or, you know, you stop the hemorrhaging, then you can treat the wound. So that's how, that's the approach I take when I'm dealing with hair loss. You know, there's no one size that fits all. So I place my patients on a customized regimen. Absolutely. And you can work in tandem with these, uh, these dermatologists and these doctors. Uh, these medical doctors as well. So that's what's awesome. Absolutely, yes. Yes, everyone has their place, yes. Absolutely. Now, I want to talk about, uh, you know, um, I have to delve into hair loss because it's so huge. It's so huge. So I want to talk about some of the signs and and uh, for folks to recognize if, um, you know, um, if they are suffering from hair loss. And as you mentioned, of course, they need to see a, tri- a trichologist, of course, uh, in most cases, but what um, what are some of the early signs that they should look out for? Um, early signs of hair loss, they will experience excessive itchiness or burning um, at the high crown, or if you are experiencing maybe a very small uh, ball spot in an isolated area, like a perfect circle, that, that would be um, alopecia areata. Um, that's normally caused by stress. So it affects the immune system, the autoimmune um, issue. Um, so normally that will, you know, grow back once the stress is under control. But for the most part, if they're experiencing, you know, as I mentioned, a small ball spot that just appears out of some, you know, 
out of the blue or excessive shedding or burning or itchiness uncontrollable in the scalp, then I would say, yes, those are signs of early hair loss or just thinning, you know, thinning throughout the fuse, thinning, you know, the hair is thinning and it's like, okay, what's going on? So those are early signs of hair loss. And when you're dealing with hair loss, hair loss, um, treating the issue of getting to the culprit um, means a whole lot. Time is an essence when you're dealing with hair loss because hair, hair loss actually um, happens in stages just like any major disease. You know, you have stage one through four. So, of course, if you catch it in the earlier stages, you have a uh, more of a greater chance of the hair being um, restored or, you know, um, actually stabilizing the hair versus the hair progressing, you know, the hair loss progressing. Exactly. Wow. So that's very important. And with, like you said, with anything, the earlier that you can catch it and detect it, the greater chance of success or, you know, to to make it a little bit better or what have you, better Mm -hmm. outcome, we should say. Yes. Yes. Well, listen, I want to talk about um, a, a little bit of this. And I remember from your interview here way back when, <laughs> several years back, <laughs> but I remember it. that you talked about, um, you know, the difference because there was a whole thing where, and I just wonder, do you still feel that way today about uh, that women kind of, um, you know, still kind of lag behind, so to speak, when it comes to, reporting uh the hair loss as opposed to the the guys you know we guys we we tend to you know kind of be out there a little bit well we were out there a little bit more with uh, dealing with the subject of hair loss because of like male pattern baldness and all of this that we kind of it's just been out there and it's been almost anticipated and expected and almost accepted society-wise mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys. but mm-hmm. uh for females um perhaps that might not have been the case or was it the case. Well, how do you feel today and what do you speak to how do you speak to that? I'm very um I'm still pretty strong on what I mentioned, you know, the last <laughs> yeah. time as for um just as a whole, you know, women suffering from hair loss or hair loss as a whole, they they're behind about ten years, you know, behind wow. with men. Wow. You know, normally their hair loss issues start in their forties. Wherein, you know, male um, hair loss stars, you know, many men that are, you know, suffering hair, from hair loss or have early signs, you know, their signs will start in their 20s. Um, but as for being more accepted, I would say yes with the men, definitely is more accepted. Um, however, with my female clients, um, they have more support. I, I feel like that they, that they support one another more than men. Men are more private about it, so they're you know they're not going to have a conversation with another guy. You know, saying I, you know, I'm going bald. I need some help. Do you know anyone that can help me? Or what type right, of treatments right. are you using for you know bald you know your baldy issues? Um, so women are more open about it within their circle. Uh, wherein men are more private. So anytime that I do a consultation with the male versus a female, um, normally when the male comes in and I express to them what's going on and I share with them, you know, what is needed to restore their hair, normally, you know, they take a little bit longer to make a decision. So what I actually do is I take a picture of the hair. Well, this is what I used to do. Now that uh, we have more advanced technology, you know, um, Back in the day, I used to just take, like, a picture, portable picture, and just let it sit there and develop. 
and I step out of the consultation room, and by the time I come back, they've taken a look at it to see, because a lot of them don't realize that, okay, this is major, until they actually see a picture of what's going on. So now what I do is I offer a microscopic analysis where we can, you know, take a take a look at the follicle activity, activity under the microscope. So that just kind of brings everything to real life, if that makes sense. So they can see exactly, you know, what's going on, um, and it just kind of brings everything in and gives them a clearer picture. And I if that makes that. sense, they can kind of see, yeah, they can kind of see what stage that they're in, wow. what's happening, you know, at the follicle area or in the scalp. Wow. And that that's actually very good because then, but at the same time, it is a, it can be a little surprising, and I've seen some of those analysis, and boy, oh boy, mm-hmm. uh, some of those yep. on the screen, it, uh, it really mm-hmm. shock is. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Well, I've got to tell everybody, and I love how you used to always talk about identifying the curl pattern and all of that, um, and I still think it's very interesting, and, you know, in terms of... Uh, you know, letting it help you to figure out what types of products and all that, hair products and all of that. And would you be able to just share that again with um, our audience, Dr. Brittany James? Just tell everybody again about the identification. That would be great. Well, absolutely. Um, You know, everybody's into natural hair now. I think it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. So a lot of the consumers have went natural, and a lot of them are still product junkies. And you hear me talk about this all the time. (laughs) (laughs) They're just using any and everything on their hair. Mm -hmm. First of all, when you go natural, you still have to maintain the health of your hair, you know, um, making sure that you're getting your proper shampoos, conditioners, leave-ins, et cetera. Um, However, you want to make sure that you are using a system that works in unity. And what's going to help to determine your outcome is identifying your curl type first. That's going to take the guesswork out of what product is going to work best for you. Just because you're seeing someone on YouTube doesn't mean, you know, and their hair looks great, doesn't mean your hair is going to turn out like that, you know, with the products that they use. So the first step, um, especially when you are completely natural, is to identify your curl type. Once you identify your curl type, whether it's, you know, in the three or the four, normally, you know, African-American hair is either going to be level three or four, um, then we have the A, B, C um, curl type. So, of course, um, the A's are going to be more of a looser pattern, you know, a straight wavy, and then midway B, and then C is a little bit tighter, okay? Um, And then when you identify either three or four, that's getting more into the texture, itself. Um, But back to the question or addressing the question that you asked, once they identify that curl type again, that's going to say, hey, you know, my hair needs a little, if it's tightly coily, then of course you want to, say for instance, you're 4B, that's tightly coily. So you want to actually use products or a product line that's going to um, give you more elongation or stretch to the hair. Um, normally, when someone is 3C, then that's a little bit more frizzy. So you may want to use something, however, your hair is more finer in the 3 category. So, of course, you don't want to use, like, your heavier creams. You want to use something that's going to give you flow, um, airiness to the hair, but also um, prevent the hair from becoming frizzy and, you know, dry looking. So you want something that's, of course, going to define. So you use more of your mousses and your setting lotions in the three um, category, and then when you get into the fours, you can start incorporating your creams. And there are, of course, there are tons of products on the market, and a lot of consumers are confused. But like I said, once they determine what their hair type or curl type is, 
um, again, that's going to take the guesswork out of what they need. And the fours, they'll use more of the creams and whether it be something, you know, they want more definition or if they want more elongation, that's something that um, can be determined by looking at the label on the product and it'll pretty much tell you or not this product is a defining gel or defining cream gel or this is something wherein um, it's going to give your hair more stretch, like a stretching cream. Well, and, you I know, that's pretty that. much it. Once you identify, that'll take your guesswork out of, you know, what's going to work best for you. It just depends on what um, product line, you know, um, you want to go with, whatever your preference is from there. Absolutely. What's great about mm-hmm. it is that that's something that you can help to, uh, you can certainly speak to your hairstylist about to help you mm-hmm. with that. Uh, Definitely. I'm, Right? I'm just loving this. Well, Dr. Pernique James, we have to tell everybody. Now, uh, folks, if you've just joined us, uh, you're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Now, I am on the line with, I call it the legendary Dr. Pernique James. <laughs> I absolutely do. And you've just been with us at shows and just have done so much in the way of leading the uh, trichology folks out there and also helping so many folks. Uh, with uh, your wonderful shop out there and uh, the clinic and all of that. Uh, mm-hmm. So now tell everybody, you are located where? Where where are you located these days and and all that good stuff? Well, actually, you know, pretty much I've been global, and I'll get into that in a moment to kind of bring everyone up to speed. But my um, central location, um, I'm located in the beautiful city of Virginia Beach, Virginia, um, in the Hampton Roads area. So um, that that's pretty much my central location. But I travel all over the world, actually. I travel quite a bit um, from here, between here and Nigeria. So I've pretty much kind of went global now. So um, I see. Really now we've got a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah. well, we have to say how honored we are. I mean, my goodness, you've done uh, lots of changes since we've last checked in with you, Absolutely. Dr. Yeah. James. So uh, now I want to talk about this new uh, name, uh, the Beard Huntress. You've got to tell us what that's all about. (laughs) The Beard Huntress. Um, Okay, I'm loving it. You know, um, that kind of, I actually kind of, I don't know how to put this, but I came across, (laughs) it started out as a really fun project for me, um, but I didn't think it was going to go as far as it has went or taken me thus far. Um, I started out with a beard care company, and I started treating male beards, you know, and it was quite different, you know, from my average day-to-day work that I do as for treating hair loss, et cetera. So I began to like it. I'm like, okay. And then once I started to brand myself as the beard huntress, why trust your beard to anyone else? And then with my logo, it's like, okay, I was getting all these bearded guys, you know, requesting my services. And then I'm like, okay, well, beards are is hair. Exactly. It's, it's simply hair. Same, you know. So I just took the uh, same approach that I used towards hair loss to actually start growing in their beards. I mean, I would get guys to come in that had problem issues, balding right. spots in their beard areas, or they may have, you know, they had soborrheic dermatitis or even, you know, eczema or, you know, psoriasis within the beard area. So I just took the same approach, and I've had uh, such success with this tier of my business to the point where and I took it globally over to Nigeria, and I um, – Prior to the pandemic, um, I was due to conduct the Nigerian Beard 
festival wherein I had crowned, uh, I was going to crown the beard king of Nigeria. So I have a huge audience over there and even here in the United States and even in Europe just from the beard huntress concept. So um, it has definitely taken me really, really far and opened up a lot of other opportunities, and I love it. This is a fun project to me. Um, and it's so rewarding to see the guys grow their beards out so healthy and so forth and um, to see all this eye candy around me. Um, I love it. I love it. Well, this is where we are definitely going to explore all of that, especially on this and where we kick off our amazing beard magazine. We already know who we're going to first. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. Um, we're just so excited. And, and Nigeria. So uh, talk a little bit about what's happening over there in terms of the hair industry. It, it's it's a little different than here in America. But uh, maybe you can shed some light on that. Oh, absolutely. Last My last visit to Nigeria, I actually went on a tour. Um, well, I did like more like pop-ups as you're trying to get to know the market. It is quite right. different. Um, it's a harder market. But once they get to know you and you brand yourself, they love you. They love you. They're very loyal. Um, but it takes a little time to break, break the ice. Whatever you're doing, you know, whatever products you're recommending to them, they have to truly know that it works. And, you know, once you get a few people, like influential people over there, you know, getting them to use your products, then everyone else pretty much kind of falls in line, if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, I went over there. I, you know, my, my goal was to research, research the market, so I connected with a lot of the beauty industry professionals, such as your barbers, your, um, you know, your hairstylists, a lot of salon owners, makeup artists, et cetera, and uh, was very successful with connecting uh, with them. My goal was to connect more so, like I said, with a lot of the influencers. Um, and once I connected with them, it was like, okay, it just really took off. So the challenge over there is the hair care products is very limited. So when you bring a product over there that truly works, um, they're very, very receptive because they don't have a lot of options there. Um, in addition, we actually did a survey to see exactly what they were looking for, what, you know, what were their issues in the hair care industry. And, of course, the first issue or challenge was hair loss. They want – that's in demand. They want products that's going to help the hair grow. Um, the other issue was hair color. Um, but, yeah, th- those were the two issues. And just having a dependable, you know, hair um, – Hair care line, uh, the weave on, they call it weave on. Of course, we call it, you know, tracks or, you know, weave right. or so. They call it weave on. Um, that's very much in demand. And you would think over there they would charge you more for braiding, but you can get a whole head full of single, tiny, tiny micro braids for like $20. Wearing their $20, charging, did you, know, you say? $20, yes, you can get, and they're very, very nice. <laughs> Um, wow, you can we're get, heading over hair. to Nigeria. <laughs> yes, everybody like let me get my hair braided, but um, they wow. charge more for hair weaving. You know, um, hair weaving and and lace, the lace wigs, the hair replacement units are huge over there. So, uh, but for the most part, I I love the market. It's a new market for me. It's a challenge, um, and I right now I have a Nigerian hair care business group um, on WhatsApp that um, I I. Uh, put together, organized, that's been very, very successful and is growing because I really want to reach the beauty industry. Um, It's very important that they know that they're worth more than what they're charging. So I'm going to be offering a lot of business classes on how to 
um, you know, charge how to brand themselves. You know, if they like the barbers, they're they're cutting hair for very little over there, and they, you know, they're very talented. Um, but you know, they just need some help as for the branding. You know, a lot of them. You know, I was talking with some of the barbers. And I'm like, if you just add a little bit more, slow down, add a little bit more detail to your work. You know, you can make a you know a little bit more. You know, you may reduce the amount of customers that you're servicing, but you could charge more. Um, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so I'm looking forward. I'm going to be conducting a lot of – when I return, when they open the country, um, I'm going to be returning back, and the goal is to conduct um, hair or beauty industry summits, um, introducing, just like I said, the business and, and so forth. So I'm looking forward to that. I have a lot of projects. Um, that are on standby right now based upon, you know, once everything opened back up that I've planned or put into action. Yes, well, I can already see that the next year is going to be a huge, huge, huge year for you, as always. And you're you're always planning some amazing things. So I have to say, what are... uh, some of the now some of the next big steps right away. Like uh, what's this thing? If they're announced everybody's open tomorrow, um, are you going to just catch a flight on out of here? <laughs> I Jane? am. Yes, I am. I'm you on are. All they have to do is give me the go. Yes, I'm out of here. <laughs> I tell you. Well, I have to say, you know, when it comes to setting uh, hair goals and talking about hair loss and working with these amazing folks uh, over uh, in Nigeria and working with the gentlemen and beards, um, we just say you you stay busy. You really do. So we yeah. are just um, amazed. Now, how can our folks out there, again, um, look you up? How can they, of course, connect with you now? Of course they can do it through the Hair Radio Morning Show and our app. Mm-hmm. But how yeah. would, uh, what would you also tell them they can also catch up with you? Well, uh, one way they can catch up with me is via telephone. I can be reached at area code 757-914-5393. That's 757-914-5393. The second way that they can contact me is via my social media platform. Of course, my salon is Fruit of the Spirit salon, so my social media platforms are also branded that way, Fruit of the Spirit Salon with an S, and that's on IG as well as Facebook. Awesome. Well, listen, Dr. James, I have to say, uh, I I certainly want to check with and see if there's anybody you want to shout out to today uh, right here on our show. Well, first, of course, I would I want to definitely give my mother a shout out without yes, her. Yes, we love her. None of this Please. would be possible. Yes. 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 Big shout out from possible. all of us here at the Hair Radio Show family. Thank we love you her so much. And of course, I was going to give you a shout out. I thank you for always welcoming me, welcoming me with open arms. Um, yes, this is my family. I absolutely love the Hair Radio Show. Um, oh, thank you. And look forward to doing more with you, Carrie. I, I love yes. what you're doing. You, thank you, you. actually. Well, we're um, going to have you at the eight-day show next year. I'm sorry? <laughs> the big eight-day uh, Hair Nation Expo. Yes, we are coming to get you for that. Yes, yes. <laughs> you have to tell the audience definitely about that. I'm, I'm yes. really excited about being a part of that. Yes, yes. definitely. So this is going to be great. So that is awesome. Yes, yes please. Um, and that's we're talking about the big Hair Nation Expo you guys know in 2021. 
It's the uh, world's first eight-day hair extravaganza, the very first ever. There's never been one that's eight days. We're looking at the Guinness Book of World Records here. We're talking about huge. So uh, really nice stuff. All right. Yes, well, I'm excited. Get excited. <laughs> we are. Well, listen, this is going to be some good things. So I want to thank you so much, as always. Just a quick check in with the one and only Dr. Pranique James. It gets no better than that. So I want to thank you. And Dr. Pranique James, I have to say, you have also helped to inspire us here on the Hair Radio Show. We have our own weekly trichologist, uh, Mr. Kate, out in Kansas. And and, and I'd like to say that all of that whole setup and the whole thing, it was inspired by the work of the extraordinary Dr. Pranique James. So thank you. Oh, I really appreciate thank that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so we yes. will see you back here very, very soon for another uh, edition. Okay. And we just wish yes. you all the best. Okay. Well, folks, you got it. Keep it right here. We've got a whole lot more of the Hair Radio Morning Show to go. Stay with us. <laughs> 